Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, everyone? We are back for episode 83 of the Deep Drive podcast. Today, we are talking about left field, which is a position, to say the least. Um, you know, I don't think it's as talented as the other ones we've covered. You know, we've talked shortstop pretty recently, and shortstop was uh, absolutely loaded with young with uh, young talent and, and MVP caliber talent. It's like this position is kind of lacking. This position is kind of just... Uh, the top guys are the remnants of, uh, you know, uh, positions they just can't play. Like Quan, I believe, played some center fields uh, early in the year. Didn't really stick in center, so he had to get moved to left. You know, so, you know, it's not a very talented position inherently. But James, uh, I think it's a good point to just get started with the list. Uh, but, you know, before we get started with that, with that. What? No, we're good. Oh, okay. Uh, just cut. I, I got it. All right. So with before we get started with our list, I think it's a good spot for us to talk about honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, you know, we talk about multiple. I don't know if we position. need to at this position. I, I don't think, think there I, are honorable mentions. I think there are guys on this list who probably shouldn't even be honorable mentions. You know what? Um, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> you know, like do do we really need to give honorable mentions to Taylor Ward and Christian Yelich? Like those well, are the okay, two other guys Ward. who got votes. Those guys are both frauds. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa! I love Taylor Ward. I'm not. You're speaking for yourself. You're not speaking for me here. Okay, well, actually, I believe in Yelich a whole lot more than I believe in Ward. I think Ward's last year was kind of a fluke. I, I mean, you look at his career, and he's absolutely dog shit, and then he has one good year. Like, I don't – I'm going to have to see more to trust it, right? Um, sounds like um, sounds like hating, in my opinion, actually. Generational hating? Let's yeah, go for it. Yeah, sounds like hating. And then, and, I mean, Yelich, obviously, we know what the ceiling is, right? We know – um, what he can be, what he has been. However, is he a has been? That's, I think so. I mean, like, uh, he's a two win player, 2.5 three win player. Like, is this really honorable mention? There's, there's 400 three win players in the league. Yelich fucking stinks. Let's get into number 10. All right. Coming in at number 10, we have. Uh, Andrew Benintendi of the Chicago White Sox, another guy who probably doesn't deserve a mention, but then again, this position is a position, like you said. Yeah. Um, White Sox biggest signing in their franchise's history. That's amazing. Uh, good for them. Uh, good for him. He's, he's he's not very good. If if we're gonna be honest with ourselves here. I mean, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a bad player. Had, I mean, like we look at his career. He had one. He had, he's had one good season. Like he has one season above three WAR. 2.8 last year, and last year he got overrated by like everyone and their mom. Like, I mean, I mean, he was hitting. It's because he was hitting 320. He got to New York. He wasn't great. Didn't play much. Um, I, I just, I mean, like you look at this, and this guy is he's average at best. 2.3 steam reward next year. I mean, come on, top 10 player and at a position in. No, I would baseball. say like we're talked about top threes at every position previous. I, I feel like this is definitely the weakest one. This is the weakest position in general, but relative to his position, I think this is a good spot for him. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think that the guys who are below him. I actually I I do disagree. With you. I do think Christian Yelich is a better player. I think Taylor Ward is better than him. That's my yeah. Opinion. I mean, like it was Jack who got him way up here. Um, you can call it whatever you want, but like. The bottom of this list is kind of like we were saying with shortstop. We're like, there's probably six or seven guys who are in a very similar tier. Um, you know, Jack Peterson, Mark Canna, Christian Yelich, Taylor Ward, Benintendi, those type of guys. Like, they could all kind of fit in anywhere on this list. And I wouldn't have a problem with any of them. I wouldn't disagree with you. I wouldn't think you're crazy for putting any of them here or 
you know, in the next few spots uh, down the list. Yeah, I think it's a good way. And I think it's a good way to wrap up Ben and Tendi here. So we're going to move on to number nine. James has the list. So that's why I'm not. Yeah, uh, coming in at number nine, we have Chris Bryant of the Colorado Rockies. Another guy uh, like Christian Yelich, former MVP winner. Um, it's, it's tough to know what to expect from Bryant because when he's played, he's been good. The question is whether he's going to play, right? And the other question is, does he even care about playing? It doesn't really seem like it. Like last year, he played 42 games. He never had like a major injury. It's kind of like he's sitting out here. He's taking a week off. I mean, Ryan, what do you think? I think Chris Bryant is a – I think it's a matter of if he plays. When he plays, he's good, right? If he plays – he will earn his spot on this list. When Chris Bryant plays, he's a really good player. Projections still think he's a good hitter. Um, you know, I don't think the defense is great at the position, but, you know, this is not a very good position in general anyways. So, um, you know, quite frankly, I, I think we kind of share this consensus opinion of, you know, this is a good baseball player, but this is just a, not a healthy baseball player. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think you look at Bryant and, you know, it's it's not like we're expecting, you know, if he plays, we're saying if he plays, it's a big, you know, he'll be good. We're not expecting, you know, 18, uh, what, 21 war in three years, Chris Bryant, that he was the first three seasons of his career when he first came in with the rookie of the year, the MVP, the World Series, you know, three three all-star appearances in a row. We're not looking at that, right? We're looking at, you know, a guy who's probably a three, three and a half win player. Like he was two uh, two years ago with the Cubs and then the Giants. Yeah, that, was, that was a good year for Bryant. That's kind of like a 125 WRC plus three war. That's like a, you know, it's a decent year. Um, he, I, I the reason I rank him higher, I think, is because um, I trust the ceiling, right? I know that, you know, he has it in him to have a five-win season. And I don't know if the other guys down here on the, at, towards this part of the list really do. No, I get, I definitely get it. You know, the hot, you, you got to go with ceiling sometimes. And, and I think Brian is a guy who can fly up this list or fly down this list. So kind of being in the back of the top 10 is a nice little median outcome there for a guy who has a wide distribution of results. Right. Um, coming in at number eight, we have Tyler O'Neill, another guy like, um, I, I mean, I don't know, like he, he, he's had one good year. Um, that's going to become a trend at this position, I think, or at least and it has been a trend so far. Guys who had one or two, you know, in Brian's case, it was more like five, but um, we're looking at guys like Benintendi Ward, who kind of like one or two really, you know, good years. That was O'Neill in 2021. He had a five, uh, five and a half win season. Um, everything's there. Like he's, he's a good runner. He's a good fielder. Um, actually huge negative defensive season last year. He's just an all around really bad year last year, um, from O'Neill. So, I mean, again, like we're talking about guys here and, and I, I know like I keep kind of shitting on them. So it's, you know, I, I may seem negative, but just really like these guys are not really worth mentioning in my opinion. Yeah, so the way I look at it is Tyler O'Neill's talent level is so high that, you know, this is this is a ceiling, this is a ceiling pick, sure. But I just think that the, the the play is there. You know, you mentioned the negative defense, yes, but I think it's more so because of the defensive adjustment. Uh if you play more left field, you get a pretty tough uh defensive adjustment. He wasn't like all worldly defensively last year. He was just good, and good sometimes isn't really enough. He was dealing with injuries. If you can get back to that defensive excellence that he was at in 2021, you know, this is an excellent player in general. Um, you know, I, I whenever you have a guy with this level of power speed and defensive uh ceiling you know it's hard to it's hard to not get excited about their chance of putting it together you know he's a year removed from a 5.6 war year um he has some three war projections he has some wrc plus uh, like the bat x loves his uh um his 
his offensive outlook for next year. If he could give you a 125 WRC plus with elite defense and great base running, this is one of the best outfielders in baseball. Yeah, but I just don't know. I, I, I was pretty high on O'Neill coming into last year. I think we were as a consensus as a group we were. Um, but then he had just a really disappointing year. I, I, I mean, I, it's tough to say that O'Neill is not a good or a great player. But, I mean, it, I struggle to not compare this position to other outfield positions in center and right field. Where Tyler O'Neill, I don't know if he'd crack the top 15. I think he would in center and right. I think it, just because he's an above average hitter and above average glove, that definitely gets you somewhere in the in right field. I, I mean, is he an above average glove? He's yeah, he's an okay. No, dude, he's a really good. Come on, let's let's not cap here. Outfield one out one DRS one OA last year in an injury prone season. The year before eleven. I, and I four. don't know, like one. Yeah, cool one. Yeah, but that's you know that's still a positive defender on your in your worst defensive season. If his his slope floor is that's what his floor has been so far. Yeah, I but it's a positive a, defender at left field. Right. That but matters. Just, but no, no, I'm not saying it makes him a positive overall defender. I'm What I'm saying is that, um, you know, that, Tyler. I'm comparing saying, him to center fielders, like I just said. You, so. Even then, center field, right? Like he's he's got a, he's a career like league average defensive center fielder. With his bat, I mean, he's definitely a top 15 center fielder. Come on. Like who are the top 15 center fielders? We're getting oh. to that one day. <laughs> um, But I don't, I don't know. All right. I, I Coming I in. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. All right, coming in at number seven, we have Randy Rosarena of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Rosarena, another guy, one good year, right? And it wasn't even a good year. It was a good playoffs, good postseason. Um, but, you know, it wasn't just a good postseason. It was, like, best of all time type postseason. Um, I don't know if you disagree with that. Yeah, the way I look at it, yeah, no, Randy Rosarena's postseason was great. I just – I think it does do a lot of caring for him, but I still think he's a good baseball player. I just think he's not – I mean, yeah, again, he's a, he's another – like he's just not super. I feel like a, a lot of these guys are very similar. He's a, he is a bad defender. That's um that's not really debatable. I don't think. I don't know if you'd agree with that. No, I don't think he's not. He's not a good defender. I I I think the defense. I think a lot of people just assume because of the postseason, because he's young and fast and athletic, that this is just a five tool player. He has struck even with his base running last year. Wasn't it like a negative BSR? No, so he has negative of, four. Like that's right. not good. That's that, and it's not it's just bad. Like not good. It's bad. That's bad. Right. It, um, yeah. But Rosarena, I think, you know, we know that he can hit the piss out of the ball. Like, that's what he does, right? But he's even then, 125 plus as a corner outfielder is a little underwhelming. Um, I th- So Jack had him at six, was the highest. I had him at nine. So he had a pretty pretty decent range of outcomes here coming in right uh, at number seven. Um, I mean, I, I think there's not much to say about a lot of these guys. Like, they're kind of all the same to me. Like I was saying. Earlier. No, I agree. They're, these are all good players that are limited by their defense. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Or their health. Um, Coming in at number six, and I think this is where we see, like, a pretty, pretty, like, massive step up, right? Like, these top six are actual, you know, quality MLB players. Um, And the bottom of those six, we have Kyle Schwarber of the Philadelphia Phillies, who, um, Schwarber, Schwarber's a guy, like, you kind of know what you're going to get from him, you know, 35 to 40 homers, you know, with a ceiling of nearly 50 last year at 46. Uh, but again, 130, 145 WRC plus. I still think it's a, I think, I think it's a step up because of the consistency. You kind of know where he's going to be. Right. Um, com- you know, at, in contrast with like Tyler O'Neill or Randy Rosarena, a guy who you, you have a larger range of outcomes, right? Sure. I think you kind of know what you, you're, you're going to get. 
the way I look at it is Schwarber, but like the thing is, he's also a bad defender. And his WRC plus last year wasn't much higher than I don't even know if it was much higher than Rosarena's. Um, you know, I'm not saying that Schwarber isn't a very good player. Um, he is, but you know, this is not a guy who's like you mentioned, you know, uh, the war for Benatendi. This guy's never had a three war year. I know he's such a good hitter, but he's such like he's he is legitimately a god awful defender. And I can at least sit here and try to convince you that a Rosarena is going to have some sort of positive regression in the uh BSR department. These two put up two similar but WRC plus last year 125 for Rosarena, 128 for Schwarber. Um, you know, a Rosarena is a better defender, a Rosarena is most likely the better base runner. Um, I don't think the gap between these two guys is massive. I don't think I'm separating. I think Schwarber sits close in line with okay, the other yeah. Guys, I, think, I, think I, defenses. I think I'm going to roll that one back. I'm going to go. Yeah. But like these five, and then I think the next five kind of it's just defense right now. Bit. Really, the issue um, with a lot of these guys is defensively or with Neil's hit case health wise. Yeah, and then okay, so coming in at number five, we have Masataka Yoshida of the Boston Red Sox. I know he's never played an MLB game, never played an, like, I don't care. He's he's a 29 year old, and I think it's a little bit different coming over from another professional league like Yoshida compared to you know the minor leagues where we, which obviously is a professional league, but you know what I mean. Um, with NPB where it's kind of like, it's a step up from triple a, right. Um, but the step down from the majors, Yoshino rakes, uh, he had a, he had a 1000, uh, 1007 OPS last year, um, in 121 games year before that 983 year before that 966, 956, 956, 917. So, I mean, he's been since 2017, he's had an, uh, 900 or higher OPS in, uh, each of his years. Uh, he doesn't homer a ton, but he uh, he hits a lot of doubles, lots of hits. Um, I, he has a he's a great walk rate. He doesn't strike out. Um, even the steamer projects him to have a higher walk rate than strikeout rate in his first year in the major leagues. I think that's a little ambitious, just given you know the adjustment between you know uh, Japanese league pitching and then American league uh, or yeah American league pitching. But uh, yeah, I, I think Yoshida. There, there is definitely a wide range of outcomes here. There's definitely an outcome where he's a four or five win player, but there's also one where, you know, he's two and a half win guy, just like every other guy on this list. Yeah. The way I look at it is, you know, uh, again, you can't just rank players on projections, no matter how hard I try, but when every projection system says you're going to be a good hitter, a really good hitter, it's hard for me to sit here and say, well, in my opinion, he's not that good and, and say that that's a, that's a fair way to look at things. The tools are great. The hit tool is phenomenal. Some people in the Boston camp are reporting has better exit velocities than they initially perceived. Um, if the glove isn't atrocious, he'll probably end up having the highest WRC plus or second highest WRC plus uh, behind Kyle Schwarber or head of Kyle Schwarber. Um, you know, you mean he's like out of the guys we've mentioned? Or yes, on the whole yes, on the on the as, as, uh, other guys we've mentioned so far. I think he's the first or second best hitter, and he's a better. He's definitely gonna. He's most likely a better defender than Schwarbridge because of how bad Schwarber is defensively. I mean, it's pretty hard to be worse. Yeah, and then on top of that too, you know, you mentioned with the hit tool, the, the walk rates, the strikeout rates, that gives you a pretty high floor. You know, because when you're struggling, you're still able to work walks. So, um, and when you swing at when you make good swing decisions, you're oftentimes swinging at good pitches to hit. Um, so uh, I, I think this is uh, this he, he has an ability to really fly up this list. He's a really good baseball player we're talking about here, folks. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about Yoshida next year, and it's like, oh, he's the number one. Number, maybe not number one, just given you know who is sitting at number one on this list, but um, the number two or number three left fielder in baseball. But I also wouldn't be surprised if we're here next year and he's just kind of grouped in with that group of fifteen uh, left fielders who are all the same and provide nothing um, other that you know, can't be replaced. There's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like 
Yelich's production at this point in his career, or Peterson, Canna, those guys. No, 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 no I don't disagree. Um, coming in at number four, uh, we have Dalton Varsho of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Now, Varsho's, I mean, he's a great all-around baseball player. But, um, he can play any, pretty much anywhere, right? He, uh, he plays catcher, plays outfield, um, plays all three outfield spots. Last year, he played uh, thirty-one. Uh, not 31, 71 games in right, 54 in centers, 31 behind the plate. Um, and then next year, he's projected to play left. He had a 4.6 war season last year with just a 106 WRC plus. The bat's a little concerning. I don't understand how Zips is so high on him, 132. That's uh, an outrageous it's broken. Projection. Zips is pretty broken for some guys. Like, they have the, it's like a 140 guy, and it's it's all off. Yeah, I mean, like, we're looking at a guy who outperformed his expo by 30 points last year and still only had a 106 WRC plus. Yeah, no, uh, they're, Marsh- they're, they're smoking. I think Varsho's calling card is more so his glove, and I don't know if that's really going to play well for him in left field, which is also why I ranked him a lot lower than you guys. I think you guys are just astronomically high on him. I think it's too high. Um, but I mean, I, I just, again, Varsho's another guy. Like, he's kind of the opposite of the other guys where it's like he's, you know, good glove, bad bat versus, you know, bad glove, good bat. So, I mean, yeah, he had 16 DEF last year, but he also played the vast majority of his games. Not vast, but he, he played the majority of his games at two premium positions in catcher and center field. And then you're going to move him to the corner outfield. So, you know, you kind of need more from him with the bat to sustain a high war. I think I'd pr- probably assume he's closer to three than 4.5 like he was last year. That's fair. I guess it's just because the guys behind him I also don't view as – I view Farshaw as just having a higher floor. So I, I was comfortable ranking him really high. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the fact that we're talking about a guy who we're ranking highly because of a high floor coming in at number three on your list is fucking ridiculous. But that welcome just to left field it. baseball. Yeah, welcome to left field, for real. Uh, coming in at number three, we have Ian Happ of the Chicago Cubs. He was an all-star last year. Again, Happ, another guy, um, I think he gets a lot of hype. Well, actually, I know he gets a lot of hype around. You know, he, he's he's very, like, likable player, right? Um he he hits well. He won the Gold Glove last year and had negative four DEF. I don't know how I feel about that, but um, three point five WAR last year, the best season in his career. Um, I I mean, again, like nothing special here, right? From Ian Happ. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't as high on him as you are just because I don't believe in the bat nearly as much. I think he's a good hitter, not a great one. Um, the glove may be pretty good. I mean, I think he's a, he's definitely established himself as, like, above the Schwarbers of the world, in my, just, like, on a player value basis because he does other things very well. But I don't think he's that far off. I think he's, like, better, but not that much better. So, I mean, but I still think he's a really good player. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with ranking him here. He's just um, – and I just, you know, and at the deadline, either a team is going to be very happy trading for him or the Cubs are going to be very happy to keep him around for a very long time. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, are the Cubs gonna be happy to keep him around? Like, as a Cubs fan, I don't know if I'm. I would be that happy with keeping. If it's him on a good value extension, time. like let's say the Cubs next year win win a, win a, a sustainable eighty two, eighty three games, and they. Yeah, I mean, you know I think the most I'd be willing to give him is like maybe fifteen a year. Fifteen a year. Give him the give him like fifteen a year for like four. I give years. him like five seventy five. Yeah, I mean that's but that's but I think that's a long time. Keeping a player for 5 years after they hit free agency. That's a pretty decent amount of time. Yeah, I mean I definitely don't disagree with you. I'm just saying like 
and maybe fifteen is generous. It depends on this year. This year, I mean, it really just it it just feels like it's so replaceable. Even though we're ranking him at number three on this list, it just feels like there's you know fifteen center fielders who could put up a three point five WAR in left field. No, I don't disagree. I just think that uh, how about how do I put it? I think it depends on this year. If he kind of repeats last year, then yeah, I mean you're you're fine giving him that contract. Yeah, but then if he repeats twenty twenty one, you. No, then you, you just you. yeah, no, you just you just trade for what you can at the deadline. It's still valuable with deadline teams need hitting and they'll buy on the bat, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um and I think these this is just not close between three and two, right? And then uh two and one, obviously. But uh coming in at number two, we have Stephen Kwan of the Cleveland Guardians. Stephen Kwan is uh just so much better than anyone else we've mentioned. Like this is where we're starting to get into players who are actually good. Uh, Quan in his rookie year last year had a 4.5 war season, a 124 WRC plus. His club's amazing. Um, he's a great base runner, a great hitter. Doesn't homer a ton, you know, only six homers last year, but that's not his game. Uh, he walks a lot, never strikes out. I mean, like, Stephen Quan is a 1990, not 1990s, like a 1970s baseball fan's wet dream. The way I look at it is Stephen Kwan has such a good floor with his base running and his defense and the bat, as you mentioned. I wanted to uh, specifically pull up one stat from his fan, from his uh, fan graphs page. I'm sorry that I'm typing because I make a lot of noise. Uh, but, you know, he had more walks and strikeouts last year. You know, even a, like an ISO over 100 I don't think is bad for a guy whose skill set is the way it is. Um, do I think there's well, yeah, especially more? considering he's hitting 300. Like Right. No, and, and you know it's another thing here. You know, maybe this is a hot take. I don't. I don't think this is too hot of a take. Um, I can definitely see more extra base hits next year. Not more home runs per se, but more extra base hits next year. He's he's a he's triples machine. He's doubles machine. You know, if he can lean into his power a little bit more, because his power isn't good, but it, I think you can get a little bit more out of it. Um, he could be a really, really, really good hitter next year. But if he's just what he is last year for the rest of his career, this is really. I mean, if. If he is what he is last year for the rest of his oh, yeah, career, he's, and he he's does all it for 10, 12 years, like probably a Hall of Famer. The way I look at it is like he's in his physical prime, so it's not like I'm expecting progression, but I think that's fine because he's just already pretty good. No, he's 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 so good. good. Really like, good. Quan's a guy, I think I think these projections are really low on him. The bad X only has two point four war. I think that's that's unbelievable, to be honest. But you know, maybe maybe last year was a little fluky. You could argue. I think you could. I think you could make the argument because it was his rookie year. Um, but then again, like his two ninety five bat pip though for, but, from but, zips, nah. But the way he plays feels so sustainable, right? Like I don't think anything's gonna stop him from slapping singles between the you know the shortstop and third baseman. Yeah, and another thing. So the reason they're Law on his wars, his defensive value, they're regressing it. His base running value, they're significantly regressing it. And his WRC plus, they're regressing it. Because I just don't see how you expect a guy who's 24 years old to fall off five, yeah, like I don't five see... runs on the bases and four runs with the glove. It really doesn't make sense to me. I mean, they're expecting him to walk more than he stri- strike out more than he's walked for the first time in his career, which I think is a little much. I think that's a little excessive. Well, know? I mean, the first time in his career, he's a, he's a rookie. Rather. Right. I mean, uh, no, 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 no. In, uh, even in his minor league career, uh, he's never struck out more than he's walked in a season. Right. I mean, yeah, but so, minor leagues is. No, I know. I'm just saying to, to, to project, 
but it's not like they project to be close. They project it to be a pretty wide gap, like 8% yeah. rate to a 10% strikeout rate. I just don't see that. I agree with you. I think I think these projections are just across the board. They're way too low on Quan. He's way better than this. Um, and then coming in at number one, we have a new left fielder who's probably not actually a left fielder. I, I don't even know. Like, like I couldn't tell you where the Padres plan on playing anyone um, except Bogarts because they've kind of come out and said that he's going to be playing shortstop, right? But uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. played zero games in 2022. However, um, he comes in still at number one. He is a superstar. And he's the only one at this position. He is special. That is, a, He's a special player, man. Offensively, base running wise, a fucking monster. Probably profiles to be a pretty good left fielder if he can because he has pretty good range. Yes, he had throwing issues at shortstop, but I think kind of letting him air it out from the outfield is going to be fucking sick. Like, could you imagine just Tatis throwing, like, just, I mean, he's just throwing, he's just throwing howitzers from the outfield. You know, he's got a r- ridiculous arm. Um, you know, the power is Im- immaculate. Um, the speed is immaculate. This is an immaculately talented player. I get it. We need to see him play, but I, I've seen enough of Fernando Tatis Jr. to tell you this dude's the best left fielder in baseball, bar none. As you mentioned, the only guy there with superstar talent, only one there. I think you're muted. You are right. I am muted. Uh, Fernando Tatis, like I was saying, I think for the next 10, 15 years, we could be looking at a guy who's an MVP candidate every single year as long as he plays. And now the as long as he plays thing might start to become an issue considering he hasn't played. And, you know, he's projected uh, – not projected. He's suspended for how many games start the year? Like 20, 25? Not, not a huge Not a lot. Deal. He'll be back before May. Right. Um. I mean, yeah, like obviously the PED thing, I don't I don't care. Like, quite frankly, I don't think it matters. I just, you know, at end of the day, man, like, you know, he's he's just so talented. I, I he's so talented. I he's so good that I refuse to believe it's a you know, that's the cause. Yeah, uh the issue with his the issue with his health availability is he just seems to be kind of an idiot, but yeah. No, he definitely I, I mean, just based on like his track record, and uh, I obviously we don't know him personally, so you know the whole he's an idiot thing. I, I don't know. He is but, an idiot thing. I feel like you don't have to know him. Yeah, I mean, like it just it feels like he's done some really stupid shit throughout. You know, his only three years in the majors. Well, four if we include last year, which he missed the entire year because of stupid shit. Um, but then again, for, uh, forty-two home runs last year. Uh, not last year, two years ago, and only one hundred thirty games. Like he's very capable of hitting fifty homers in a year. He's He's probably a top five player in baseball when he's healthy. I mean, yeah, he's special, man. He's, he's, I think, top three when healthy. Yeah, maybe. He, maybe. I think if he didn't I, get I hurt playing, last year, I think playing left field is going to hurt him a little bit compared to short Obviously, side. yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's not an all, maybe he's a better defender there, but you're right. The defensive adjustment still, it still helped. Right. And it hurts not to have it for sure. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I think we can kind of wrap it up there. Do you have anything else to, to add? No, not really. I think this position is kind of like, meh. It's just not a great position. But you know, well, like you know, as guys move here from center field or whatever it may be, maybe the position gets a little bit better next year. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, and then the other thing is like the right field position. You look at it, and there's superstars from one to six on that list. I, yeah. It's surprising that you know they're the same position, right? Right and left field. That they're not wildly different in any way. In fact, they are 
quite literally the same. They do the same thing, right? A right yeah. fielder and a left fielder. Like center field is a little different because it's tougher defensively, but right and left. But it's interesting that this, you know, if we were to go rank the top 10 corner outfielders, I think you'd rank nine, maybe eight right fielders and two left fielders. Yeah. So, I mean, that then that's why we end up with guys like Andrew Benintendi and Chris Bryant, who Brennan, in Benintendi's case probably hasn't get, been good in four years and Bryant – the they just so. wouldn't make their. They wouldn't really. They would. They, you'd think about it, but they would not be making a right field list, or a center field list, or a third base yeah. list, or a second base list, or a shortstop list, or a first base list. Like, yeah, they're, they're sure. just not. They're not top ten players at their position, but they have to be because this position is so awful. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. But you know, uh, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Let us know what your guys' left field list would be. I think this is one that there's going to be a lot of varying answers. Um, you know, we had some guys shift around a little bit just because there's three people voting on one, uh, voting for one uh, kind of joint list. So let us know what you guys would change. We'd love to hear your guys' opinions. Uh, thank you guys so much for your continued support, and we'll see you guys in episode 84. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.